This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello and welcome to episode 98. This is Bunny Michael. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you've been good. I hope that you've been taking care of yourself. Summer is ending and guess what? I'm one of those people who thinks spooky season should start early. I cannot wait for the end of September. I'm going to wait till the end of September to like get decorations for the house and to put on some like fall-ish clothes. I recently got these long skirts um, from Depop. If anybody doesn't know what Depop is, it's amazing. It's an online app um, for used clothes. I mean, it kind of takes forever to find something that you actually want, but I love secondhand stuff because gosh, there's so many clothes in this world. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, why are we buying new clothes? There's so many clothes. Anyway, I just bought these long skirts. I think that's my fall look, like long skirt, slightly goth teacher vibes, school mom. I don't know. I'm, I'm working it out. I'm working it out. But anyway, I'm really, really happy for the fall. It's also the season of my birthday. So that's probably why I really like the fall a lot too. Um, my birthday's in October, October 3rd coming up. Woo! Birthdays are wild. You know, they bring up so many things like insecurities about where you are in your career and aging and how much money you have and are you successful and how many people are wishing you happy birthday and are you doing something that's really, really fun and is the party really, really great because it has to be, you know how it is, like birthdays are a lot sometimes. But this year, Kara and I are going to just be going away for the weekend. We got an Airbnb in Cape Cod on the ocean. I needed something really low key this year because as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I'm still writing my book. It's taking up a lot of my headspace and the idea of literally not doing anything for a weekend for my birthday, maybe going on a hike with my dog sounds amazing. I also have this tradition on my birthday. I always get a strawberry cake. If any of you grew up eating that box strawberry cake, I would get it with the box strawberry cake every year with cream cheese frosting. That was like my to-go cake for my birthday. And yes, I'm a lot older and I still want the same type of cake every year on my birthday. And it's a cake that Kara, that Kara doesn't eat because they don't like the strawberry cake. So I have to like eat it all myself. Anyway, that's my birthday vibe. Before I get started, I just wanted to remind everybody that 
our bonus episodes on the Patreon are changing up a little bit. Um, I'm really excited because this week's bonus episode on the Patreon is going to feature me and Kara together. First, I'm going to answer a listener question from a Patreon or Apple subscriber. And then Kara and I are going to chat about relationship stuff and fun things like that, more behind the scenes vibes. Um, It's a new series that we're calling Bunny at Home. So all of the episodes are going to be like a little more personal, intimate from our house. So I'm really excited because this new Bunny at Home bonus episodes are, I think, just going to be like really fun and loose. And I'm really happy for y'all to get to know Kara a little more. They have been producing this podcast for this whole time. Um, I think they've shown up on a couple of episodes. So this is a new venture for us, Bunny at Home bonus episodes. You can access those on our Patreon, patreon.com slash exohigherself. Also, if you're an Apple subscriber, you can also hear the bonus episodes as well um, in your podcast app. And additionally, because we're going to be having ads in our regular episodes, if you're an Apple subscriber or a Patreon subscriber, you also get ad-free regular episodes on top of bonus episodes. Oh, and I forgot the Patreon bonus. If you're at Angels or Miracles tier, you will get video versions of all the bonus episodes. So you'll get to see our faces and our house. That's fun, right? <laughs> all right. I'm going to stop my babbling and get to the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. You're so beautiful. Thank you for what you do. I am a 45-year-old gay male, grew up Muslim. My family doesn't agree with my life choices, but I know that I am full of love. Last year, I started to open up my mind and learn about life other than earth. Step by step, it just opened my mind and there's so much out there and we don't even know. We are more than our bodies. One night, I had a lucid dream that I was flying and ended up in a ship where I saw four beautiful beings, and I felt so loved. Suddenly, one of the beings sprayed me with something. That's all I remember. I woke up feeling so happy but confused since it all felt so real. A couple months later, I was sleeping with my loving partner, and around 4 a.m., I felt a touch that I never felt before. It was like a hot metal current, kind of one-finger touch, but super gentle. I don't know how best to describe it. I pulled my leg suddenly from it and woke up, just sat there touching my ankle about what just happened. Long story short, within two months after that incident, I changed, become vegan 100%, stopped any kind of drinking and found myself love and started feeling different. I love who I am today, but still question if anyone else or you went through the similar things. I try to make this short, but could go on for days, LOL. Thank you again, and I love you. Hi, sweetheart. Thank you so much for your letter and for the sweet things that you said. I am so excited for you that you have been discovering deeper understandings of your spirit, of who you are, of this world that's so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. And I also believe that this these mystical experiences that you've been having in your lucid dreams and 
um, being visited by and being touched are all signs that you are coming to deeper understandings um, and that's being shown to you and reflected back to you. I have had similar experiences. I've had mystical experiences. I have seen spirits. I have gone to other realms of consciousness in my practice, um, in, in plant medicine ceremonies and outside of plant medicine ceremonies. So I know that when we get tapped in, it can be so inspiring and such a great reminder that we are so much more than this 3D physical realm than our bodies. And it feels really beautiful. And it can also feel really like destabilizing sometimes as well. I remember when I really started going hardcore into my spiritual journey and I was like, having all of these deeper healing ceremonies and getting really into sacred geometry and reading spiritual texts and watching YouTubes about channeling and ancient civilizations and all of this ancient wisdom and, and, and stuff like that. I was just like really into it and I was going really hardcore into it. And I wanted to know more. I wanted to have deeper, deeper understandings. Okay, what is this? What is this? What does this mean? And I think it's really important as we're on this path to not get caught up in the forms in which we are receiving these messages, to not need to find the answer or need to feel like you have some kind of special gift that other people don't have or some knowledge that other people don't have. I think it's really easy for our egos to get to creep in like that. I think it happens a lot. You know, people who are able to tap into other states of consciousness or other realms just because you have those gifts doesn't necessarily mean you're using those gifts to bring more love into this world. And so I could go into more detail in that, but basically what I'm saying is that there's a difference between having these encounters with magic or these other types of seeing and knowing that ultimately all that really matters is love. All of those experiences are tools on our journey to returning back to ourselves, to knowing that all that really this is about is the awareness that we are present in love right now, that in this present moment contains it all, our connectedness, to each other, our spirit, our purpose. When we tap in to that space within our hearts, that's ultimately why we use these other tools, why we go to shamans, why we visit psychics, why we get our tarot read, why we look at astrology, why we meditate, you know, all of these ways are just portals to the same truth, the one truth, the truth of love. And so 
as we continue on this journey and whether or not you have those mystical experiences again, ultimately doesn't matter in terms of the real goal here is to love and accept yourself just how you are. I mean, that's what it's all about. A lot of Ram Dass's teaching has helped me to understand that. You know, he writes a lot about his spiritual journey, going to India, encountering all of these different beautiful things. He talks a lot about his guru who he loves. And one of the things that I really learned from him was that ultimately in this journey and having all of these radical spiritual experiences, it all really comes down to one truth, that all that matters is love. Ram Das has this meditation that is, I am loving awareness. I am loving awareness. And I use that a lot too, because it really helps to ground me. It's really that simple. It's it's ultimately unknowable, unnameable, no matter how much we journey um, here in our spirits, in this human form, no matter what trips we take in our spiritual journey, ultimately there will always be unknown. There will always be mystery. So that's why I'm saying it's really important not to get too caught up in the form of the lesson and remember what the lesson really is about to love yourself, accept yourself, to see the higher self in other people, to bring love here to this realm, to be here now. I'm really excited for you. You're a beautiful spirit. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. I wanted to thank you for your podcast and how much it has helped me over the past year or two. Um, It's been a huge help to listen to you. So thank you. I am calling in today because I wanted to ask a question um, and there's a few parts to it. So I wanted to ask kind of about life transitions because I've applied to go on this teaching program in France 
and it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I'm really excited about it. But my boyfriend really doesn't want me to go, and I'm having a really hard time talking to him about it. Um, and so I'm just wondering about how to have, how to bring up this conversation and talk about, you know, it's something I really want to do without hurting him. Um, is something I've been struggling with. And because of that, I've been avoiding it. I haven't been doing, you know, keeping up with the necessary work. And so I applied for the visa and I realized I made a mistake on it. And so I'm waiting. They accepted it and I'm waiting to see if I will end up getting it or if they will flag a problem later on. Um, so I'm just having a hard time, you know, really getting upset at myself for not being more prepared, not being able to have this conversation with my boyfriend and, um, just worried that I might not be able to go on this trip because of a mistake I made and might have to quickly change direction and find a new path for the immediate future. So... And along with that, I've been struggling a lot in the past few years with procrastination and not getting done what I need to get done. If there's any sense of stress or any discomfort that arises, I just immediately avoid and procrastinate. And that's kind of what happened with the visa and with this conversation. Um, so I just wanted to maybe get some perspective. I know this was a long recording. I hope that's okay. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Okay, bye. Hi, love. Well, congratulations on this opportunity that was brought your way. I love Paris. I love France. Food, the atmosphere, the architecture. There's so much history. It's just such a beautiful place. And I understand why you want to go. It's an amazing opportunity. The hard part about being in a relationship is that you do do things that hurt your partner. And just because something hurts them doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. There might not be a way to avoid your partner feeling sad about you leaving or not wanting you to leave and feeling hurt by that. They've made it clear that that's not what they want. But what about your feelings? What about your needs? If you don't take care of your needs, if you don't prioritize the things that are going to help you evolve and grow and awaken to experiencing all of the things you want to experience, you can't be a good partner. You can't be there for someone. That's how resentment happens. When we sacrifice our needs in order to not hurt somebody's feelings. The needs don't go away. They just transform into resentment. So I understand, and everybody listening to this can understand, that procrastinating 
happens when shit is hard to do. When something feels hard and scary, when we're afraid of the outcome, when we're afraid of failing, when we're afraid we can't accomplish it. Because then if we wait last minute and it doesn't happen, it won't all be on us. If we don't give it our all, then we can't feel like a failure if it doesn't work out the way we want it to work out. But underneath all of the things that are going on in our journey, underneath what we're trying to pursue, our relationships, careers, schooling, all of that outward growth is an inner growth. All of this outward stuff is just pointers to connecting you to your higher self, to knowing that you are enough just how you are right now. That even if we fail, we don't get the thing that we want. Okay, we're not ready. Okay, that wasn't for us. We're meant for something else. We trust that no matter what happens, we are enough. We're whole. And it's from that place that we pursue things. It's from that detached place that we don't put stuff off to the last minute because we know either way, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Procrastination is something that I know very, very well. And it doesn't mean that you're weak or something's wrong with you. But we all have to get to a place in our growth, our inner growth, where we say, hey, yeah, I'm worth the effort. I'm worth the planning. I'm worth the time. I'm worth the risk. I'm worth the courage this is going to take. We all come to times in our life where we have to be brave, where we surprise ourselves where we break down barriers. The truth is we only have a very minuscule idea of our power. Minuscule. We're only beginning to scratch the surface. But the way to access that power isn't about achieving something outside of us. It's about tapping into it within us. It's the power of knowing that we are whole right now. And from that place, that strength, we expand. So I know that this stuff is hard with your partner. And if the visa doesn't work out because of the mistake, that's the way the cookie crumbles. It doesn't change the fact that the lesson here is that your needs matter. Your dreams matter, your goals matter, and you cannot be a good partner to somebody if you're sacrificing them. Because yes, it might hurt his feelings, but it also hurts you too. And sometimes love means another person supporting what you're doing, even though it's hard for them even though they're going to miss you, but that they love you and they want you to have the experiences that you need. That's the partner that you deserve. And I do believe that they're capable of it. Just because 
it's going to hurt them doesn't mean they're not capable. They have to be brave and you have to be brave. So if the visa doesn't work out, and part of me feels like it is going to work out, remember that all of the stuff that has already happened has happened and you can always start fresh. And procrastination is also a habit. And when you do something that feels uncomfortable, it's hard. But that's why you just have to build new habits. You have to just build it and then it becomes easier. We get stuck in places because we get comfortable and we don't want to feel uncomfortable. But it's also incredibly uncomfortable to worry to regret, to resent, that's uncomfortable. So you got this, babe. And I hope you enjoy those chocolate croissants. Bon au chocolat. I'm so bad with the French, <laughs> with the French accent. All right. Sending you love. The following question is from an email. Longtime listener, first time caller. Writing because I'm struggling with jealousy. I love my partner. We only recently got together and I've just moved away from him for a dream job. Far enough that it's really hard to see each other as we don't drive. I kind of wanted to end it before I moved to avoid these feelings. But the more time we spent together, the harder it was to leave. I'm struggling to deal with feeling jealous of people that get to see him his other partners when I am away. For context, it is my first poly relationship, having wanting to be on the poly relationships for a long time. And so I want to be happy for him and his other partners, but I'm feeling left behind. He is used to poly relationships, so is accustomed to this. I know I've been conditioned to want monogamy and I feel insecure and I know I'm being silly. I just don't know how much to tell him about these feelings of jealousy as I don't want him to feel suffocated, but I also want to be able to be open and honest with him about my feelings. It's making me feel like a fraud in the relationship and heightening my breakup fear. Now that he and I are apart, I'm finding it really difficult to avoid ruminating on this. Thanks so much for your help, Bunny. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Hi, sweetheart. I'm sorry that you've been struggling with this. Jealousy is really, really hard. It's hard in monogamous relationships. It's hard in poly relationships. It happens in monogamous and poly relationships all of the time. Just because you're in a poly relationship doesn't mean you don't get jealous, right? There's two things happening right now. One is understanding what you need in terms of being able to do this kind of long distance poly relationship. And also what feelings are coming up when you have those jealousy feelings, right? So in the relationship, there's absolutely nothing wrong with needing to be reassured, especially in a poly relationship. There's absolutely nothing wrong with needing certain boundaries around their other relationships, working together to figure out what could make you feel more safe, more prioritized. These are all things that you have to discuss with your partner. And if you're in a poly relationship, you need and have to get 
really, really good at communicating your needs and your boundaries because poly relationships take a lot of communication because they're all so different. You know, monogamous relationships, okay, like you can't sleep with other people, right? All right, there's the boundary. <laughs> Obviously, there's more boundaries than that, but that's a pretty cut and dry one, monogamy. But poly relationships look so different. There's so many different kinds of them. There's people who have primary relationships, secondary relationships. There's people who don't prioritize anybody. Um, there's people who don't allow sleeping together or do allow sleeping with other people or don't allow people to come to the house. You know, there's so many different types of relationships that you can build and they're built by people coming together, talking about what makes them feel safe, talking about their needs and trying to facilitate a space for both people to feel seen, for both people to feel loved. And so, yeah, you are feeling jealous and Nobody wants to feel jealous, but sometimes those feelings can indicate that things do need to be communicated, that you might need some extra reassurance or some extra boundaries or, or some kind of way for you to feel okay in this situation. You're also adjusting to not being able to be together. Maybe part of you is realizing that, okay, I can handle a poly relationship when I'm in the same town as them. But if it's long distance, this might be too much for me. You know, it's really important that we don't quickly judge our jealousy like, oh, it means that we're being childish or immature or we don't love ourselves. Like sometimes those feelings are indications of needs not being met. And that's why having that honesty with our partners is so important. Look, I am married. I've been married. We're monogamous. I know my person loves me, but that doesn't mean something can't make me jealous or I can't get angry about something that I really shouldn't get angry about or that, or that I won't ever need assurance from my partner. It's not like we said I do and then I never need to hear just so you know, like I'm still into you. Like I need to hear that a lot. Like I do. I actually ask my partner all the time, like, do you love me? <laughs> and I know that they love me, but sometimes they just want that. I want to hear it. You know, we all have different needs and our needs are okay. Another part of this that I really want to address when it comes to jealousy is that we have to understand that no matter what happens in our relationship, that we that we are gonna be okay. That we're okay in it and we're okay out of it. Even when we're madly in love. Like it's really important for us to remind ourselves that yes, this person makes me happy, but I don't need them to be happy. And when you're grounded in that, it's a lot easier for you to understand what your needs really are. I get it that a lot of us are conditioned to be monogamous. That's very real. We were all brought up in a monogamous, cis, heteronormative society. But that doesn't mean that people aren't 
truly monogamous. Just like gender is a social construct, but that doesn't mean that people don't really feel connected to womanhood or malehood. We are who we are. We're all different. Nobody's needs are more valid than anybody else. Just because you're monogamous doesn't mean that you're less awakened. There are plenty of people who are poly who don't feel self-confident, right? And they just feel like they have to constantly see people um, to fulfill that sense of lack. So the way our relationships are structured ultimately doesn't matter. What really matters is us knowing that we are whole in who we are and that any relationship need boundary is valid and that relationships are collaborations in order to meet each other's needs the best that we can in a way that makes both people feel safe. And if that's not possible, then that becomes a compatibility issue. That becomes a timing issue. That becomes a logistical issue. So as much as it might feel eh to bring this up with your partner, I do think it might be time to talk about boundaries again. Now that you moved, it's a great time now that the structure is different for us to look at this again. And is this working? I think that it's so healthy to do that in relationships, to to check in. Is this still working for you? Is there something else? Or are you lacking something? Is there something else that you need from me? How are you feeling? Relationships are like living organisms. They grow, they evolve. And the two of you are in a partnership helping that grow. And a lot of times that means having a meeting about what the plan is, <laughs> having a to-do list or having a check-in. I just don't want you to feel ashamed of having jealous feelings and letting that shame keep you from receiving the support from your partner that your partner might be totally willing to give you. Okay? Don't be hard on yourself. This stuff isn't easy. It's not easy at all. The best way forward is self-compassion, honesty, humility. That's what builds solid relationships. And now I'm going to be sharing a listener response message, just a content warning that there is a mention of suicide and suicidal thoughts. Hi, Bunny. I just want to say thank you so much for this podcast and for this outlet of learning and growing. Your podcast has transformed my life. This is a listener response to all of my lovely human beings that have been really vulnerable and honest about their struggles, specifically their struggles with suicidal thoughts. Um, I can't express how powerful it is when we share about those experiences. I am someone who has had a really tough time, you know, with my adolescence. I was very I had no sense of worth. I self-harmed. I attempted suicide multiple times. I 
know what it feels like to be at that point of pain that that seems like your only option. And I want to tell all of my, all the people, you know, on this podcast that if you're someone that goes through those things, one, thank you so much for sharing and talking about it. And two, you are absolutely not alone. So many people on this planet contemplate suicide. If you're even remotely awake and aware of what's going on, there's so much hurt in this world. I feel like it's it's not a crazy thought at all. It's I feel like it's very normal. And um, for the longest time, I felt like I was the only person that felt this way. I was the only person that was crazy enough to want to hurt myself or end my life. And I just want to encourage everyone who is experiencing it that you are not crazy. You are not alone. As corny as it sounds, it gets better. I have such joy in my day-to-day life. Yes, I feel sadness. Yes, I feel hurt and anxiety, but I feel such wonderful joy and happiness too. So don't give up. Keep going. Things change. Everything is temporary. And I just really want to say thank you to all of those people on this podcast in prior episodes who've opened up about it because it helped me feel less alone. And I know when I was really struggling that that is the main thing that I felt. So keep going, everyone. I love you. And I hope you have a good day. Wow. Thank you so much for sending in that listener response message. That really touched my heart. It makes me feel so happy to know that the people who are listening to this are feeling less alone in their struggles. You know, I'm somebody who has struggled with my mental health too for since I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, I was um, put into a psychiatric hospital for teens and adolescents. I struggled with a lot of things. And this whole path of my higher self was brought about through those struggles, the understanding of needing to stay connected to the part of me that knows that no matter what I struggle with, no matter what we struggle with, that we're whole, that there isn't anything wrong with us. And yes, you're absolutely right that this world is difficult. So many people are struggling with their mental health. So many people, I just read a statistic Um, yesterday, it was an article stating that a quarter of all American adults are suffering from symptoms that could be uh, distinguished as a mental health disorder. And that's a huge percentage. Um, And that's just, I think, people who, I mean, I don't know how they came up with that statistic, but... It just goes to show that when we are struggling with coping with our trauma, uh, the ups and downs of our personal life, relationships, career, needing to pay our bills, family, and then wars in the news, political oppression, pandemic, all of this kind of stuff, like Struggling in that environment to me is a healthy response. Now, of course, having thoughts of suicide, we want to avoid that, right? We 
that's why we do this work. That's why we show up to therapy. That's why we take medication if we need to. That's why we meditate. That's why we help each other. That's why we share our stories because we need to always remind ourselves that we are gifts to this world. We are here to bring more love to this world. We are so important. And obviously, even sharing a story about how you're struggling has a huge effect on helping other people feel okay. Like even just sharing your biggest fears and saying, yeah, I feel that helps other people. So that just goes to show you we're, we're so important. Our stories are so important and there isn't anything wrong with us. And no matter what we need, what tools we need, what support systems we need, underneath all of that is our higher selves reminding us, hey, you've always been enough. And just because there are days where it's really difficult to know that you love yourself or moments where it's really difficult doesn't mean you don't. So thank you so much for sending in that listener response. It was so beautiful. All right, everybody. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Remember, take care of yourself, remind yourself, remind each other. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.